Welcome to Sylvia Speaks, a space created for Latinas to cultivate healing, knowledge around trauma, money wounds, finding your purpose, and unapologetically speaking your truth. A space that talks about it all, from healing mother wounds, difficulties in parenting, struggles in love, and the journey to self-discovery. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sylvia Speaks. So as you can see, the podcast setup is a little different right now. I'm actually recording from my MacBook. So this video is going to be the true test on how the quality is on this MacBook. Um, But I finally got like a legit kind of setup, kind of. Um, I didn't have a mic before. I had just like that little tiny one when I started doing the video podcast for the first time. And I wasn't really feeling how the audio was translating as far as like after I uploaded, I was like, it just doesn't sound the same as when I record it from my phone. So I had bought like this podcast bundle and it was a little bit on the cheaper side, but I was stressing myself out last night, trying to figure out how to set it up, how to get it connected to my my laptop. And I got it connected. It just wasn't recording any audio. It sounded like I don't know. It just wasn't, wasn't for me. And I couldn't troubleshoot it because I couldn't find anything about it on the internet in English. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to do my research. I'm just going to buy something that's maybe a little bit more expensive, but easier to use and a little bit more portable. And I just, I needed a setup because I'm going to have guests on this podcast. It's happening. I already have it lined up and I need to make sure that everything is you know, I'm prepared for it. I need a mic. So I bit the bullet. I Amazon Prime two mics and I tested the audio today and it sounds really good. So I hope that this episode is like top notch quality and I hope that this camera records really, really good quality also, because if not, then it goes back to the drawing board. I go to figure out how I can record on my DSLR and then, you know, get the audio and then edit it and then put it together and make sure that my voice matches the video. That's just a lot of things, extra things that I don't know how to do yet, but I will figure it out because I am dedicated and committed to this podcast and I need to make sure that it's great because I don't want to listen to a podcast that the audio sounds like crap and I have before and I'll sit there and I listen to it because I want to hear the message, but it's annoying. So I don't want to be that annoying podcast. I want to be that fun, uplifting podcast that you want to listen to every week. And I think every single one of you that does listen to my podcast every week. And for those of you who reach out to me, send me messages, give me topics that you want me to talk about. Um, I did get a request to do an episode on like breakups and moving on and just something along, you know, that subject line. And that's perfect because that's something that I had in my mind today. So I wanted to give you guys like a little bit of an update because the last time I talked about dating was in the episode titled, Did He Call Me Ugly? And there's a lot that has transpired since that episode. So I got to give you guys like a whole update. I did provide a little bit of an update on my stories, but um, like maybe two months ago, but I'm pretty sure if like you missed it, then you don't know what happened. So I'm going to tell you shortly after Mr. I didn't, I did not call you ugly. 
Disney, um, he had moved and he was very secretive. That's also something that I just I don't care for, like in a relationship. Um, and he did tell me he was moving, but he didn't tell me where, he didn't tell me when. And so he had posted like his apartment was empty and then he posted he was on a plane and then he posted he was in a hotel. And that day I was ovulating. I was feeling, I was feeling toxic. Okay. So I responded to his story. He posted like a story of him sitting on a chair, like a mirror pic. And I was just like, damn, I'm kind of upset that you dissed me the way that you did because I would have loved to sit on your thighs. And yeah, he was texting back in like a minute. He was like writing back, right? And so we talked for literally like four days. And he was like, hey, I'm going to be in San Diego. Like I'm going to be visiting this next weekend. Then yeah, I'd love to see you. And he goes, you know, I think you just misconstrued what I said. I did not call you ugly. And I did say that I liked our connection and I wanted to see where it goes. And I said, yeah, I kind of stopped the part where you said you didn't feel a physical connection with me literally physically i'm like what the fuck does that even mean that means you thought you think i'm ugly right but of course he dissed me he did not he landed in sd i didn't hear a word from him and i wasn't going to text him so i was like all right cool bet don't hear from this dude and then i kid you not like a week after that happened he sends me a text actually he doesn't send me a text on social media I see he posted a story and he was in fucking Korea. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All right. I then cool. And he texts me back. He texts me back finally, like a week after. And he goes, do you hate me? And I was like, I can't even hate you. Like the way you move is a reflection of you. And that is not a reflection of me. Like whatever you got going on over there has nothing to do with me. And so I was just like really turned off at all of that. I had to dig deep inside and like figure out why I was attracted to this when I knew from the get, like when I start first started talking to him, when I knew that there was something off. I knew it. My intuition was telling me. I felt it in my bones. Something was just not right with the situation. And I decided to ignore that bitch. And I was like, but he's fine. He's six feet tall. He cute. That's that that red flag is like a little pink. I don't know. It's it got white in it. it got some beige in it. It's okay. It's not. It's not that red. Bitch. It was red. It was red and it was flag. It was flagging in my face. It was like waving like that. It was it was all up in my face. It was very red and I ignored myself and my intuition just to have it come and bite me back in the ass later. And I had to really sit with myself and think, okay, you've done all of this work. You've experienced dating, you know, other people who you knew actually liked you, who would do things for you, who would kiss the ground that you walk on basically. So why are you deciding that you want to go back and settle for something like this again? Like, what is it that's getting triggered inside of you right now that makes you think that settling for that is okay. And, you know, I was like, yeah, what is it? You know, it felt familiar. And so I had to do the work again of like disconnecting myself from desiring that person, from desiring something to that extent that wasn't serving me any purpose, that just was hot and cold energy. And that didn't align with my growth. And so, yeah, 
motherfucker is done. You know, I was like, I'm not doing that. And then you moved to Korea and then decided to text me. Bye. You're married for sure. <laughs> There's no other explanation other than that man was married or something. But whatever it is, I don't want that weird energy. And whoever does want that weird energy, they can keep it. Cause I'm I'm Gucci over here. So as I started to disconnect and really began to connect with myself again, I started to like build my routine up again. I started to do my somatic exercises and just stay consistent with me and my healing and my growth and my journey. And I I found that that really helped. It helped ground me again. It helped like realign me with my purpose. It helped just put me back in that in line, like in that path that I wanted to be on. And I just started focusing on myself, you know? And I as I'm doing this. I connect with somebody else, another man, who I was like, okay, like, you know, he seems interesting. I'm willing to date him and try it out and see where it goes. And you guys, I think I'm at about a month. Like, I think, I think he might be the I have never in my life felt so secure and safe in a man's presence as I feel right now. And it's a trip. But before I get into that, I just wanted to talk about this topic, this, uh, this phrase, this saying that I've been hearing a lot more often now. And it is, if they wanted to, they would. And I mean, I think it's a pretty self-explanatory type of phrase, right? Like if somebody wanted to, they would do it. And that's, that's absolutely true, right? Like we know that if we're asking for a man to do something as simple as like send us a good morning text and he's like, that's too much for me. You know, it's not, you know, that when you're really into somebody, it's worth it. You want to text them in the morning. You want to send them a quick text like, Hey, I might be busy when I'm thinking about you. When you want somebody, when you desire somebody, when you like somebody, that's something that you naturally want to do. So we know, right? We know that that saying, there's a lot of validity validity to it. I can't speak <laughs> this whole weekend. I just cannot speak. There is a lot of validity to it. There's a lot of truth to it, right? Like we know that if somebody wants to do something, they will do it. And it's just the same for me. Like if I'm really feeling somebody, I'm going to go out of my way to do things for them. I'm really feeling somebody I'm going to want to give them my time. My time is so precious. I don't really have a lot of it to myself. So when I do have that free time, that person that I want to give it to, that I want to direct it to, I know that that's, that's somebody that I'm interested in. It's because I want to. So when somebody's not reciprocating that energy back, then I know it's because they don't want to. If they wanted to, they would. And so as much as I've known, as I've known that the, that phrase is very true, very much true, I also was kind of like, I guess I would second guess it, you know, like I, I didn't really feel that energy from somebody where I'm like, damn, they wanted to. And so that's why they did it. Like I would get like glimpses here and there. And 
aside from that phrase, there's like the other one, right? It's like when you meet somebody and like, you'll know if they're like a good person for you, like you'll know. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know that there's truth to that, but I haven't experienced it yet. So I don't really know what that feeling is like. And it's true. Like when you find that person, when you find that person, you'll know, you'll know. And that's really like, it just, it happens. Like you just, you feel it. You feel safe. You feel secure. You don't feel any type of insecurity towards it. You don't feel your intuition is not telling you that there's something wrong. It just feels calm. And when you're not used to that calmness and you haven't done the work and you haven't healed, then you will push that person, that thing, that feeling away because it's unfamiliar to you. So. When I was asked to do an episode on like breakups and healing and moving forward, this really came to mind because I would not be able to accept a love like this if I hadn't gone through what I've gone through and I hadn't done the work to get me to where I'm at right now. So breakups are, they're hard. Breakups are hard as fuck. Breakups suck. doesn't really matter if like you were really really feeling the person or even if you were not or you were like I don't know how to explain this but any breakup sucks like even if you weren't really feeling the person you're like damn I wasted my time and then when you're really feeling that person and you're in love with them it sucks even more it hurts and so I've gone through my fair share of breakups I've been in about three serious relationships. Um, you know, the first one was with Abby's dad, but we were young. We met in high school and I feel like it was just like puppy love and it was very toxic. And at that time in my life, when I really was not any bit of healed, I just had all of this trauma. My philosophy was the get under somebody to get over somebody. And that was kind of what happened. And that's how I ended up in the relationship that I was in after that. And it was another long-term relationship but it was more like a situationship because we didn't really even have like a date and we were like off and on and he would tell me that he didn't even like me. And I'd be like, mm, but you do, you do baby like me. I'm going to stay here until you do. And it just wasn't healthy. You know, it wasn't healthy for me either to be doing that. But there I was, you know, just cause I wanted somebody to validate me and I wanted somebody to love me so bad that I chose to stay in that relationship, even though it wasn't giving me everything I needed. Once I realized that like five years later, and then I really began to like, I guess, start somewhat healing. Um, I'm not going to say emotionally, but I started healing like physically when I started keto and I just had a different outlook on myself and um, my life. And so when I left that relationship, um, it, I had a moment <laughs> a small moment of singleness where I just, I really enjoyed my time, myself, my own um, company. And I just started exploring and trying new things and hanging out with new people. And I felt like that was really good for me, but it was short-lived. Um, I ended up getting in my next long-term relationship after that, that lasted about three years. And um that was the most recent relationship I had. And that breakup, that breakup hurt. Um, all of them hurt. All of those breakups hurt. But I think when I think of breakups, I, 
I relate most to that one that just recently happened because it was fresh. And this is a person that I'm still connected to in some way because we have a child together. And so that, that pain of a breakup, you know, it, it takes, it takes time to heal it. And healing isn't linear. Sometimes you can feel like you're okay. Sometimes you could feel like you are grieving it. And sometimes you forget. And sometimes something happens and it resurfaces. But taking your time is important. And I learned that the whole getting under somebody to get over somebody wasn't going to work. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to pour my energy and my literally my energy into somebody that I just wasn't feeling or somebody that like, I didn't feel I could have a partnership with. So I had to learn how to live in solitude, which was difficult for me because I don't like to be alone or I didn't like to be alone. And I had a good support system. You know, I had friends that would remind me of that. I'm sure I would date here and there. And it was great because as I went on these dates, I started to get, you know, experience of like, okay, I like men that do that. I don't like that. Or I like that, but I would tweak it a little bit. And so it just gave me a better understanding of what it would be, what I would be looking for in my next partner. And um, as you're healing from a breakup, I really do recommend the solitude. I feel like it is needed. And Nobody can tell you how long you need to be in solitude for. Only you know that. But you have to learn to be with yourself again. Because when you spend so much time with somebody else, you integrate your life with theirs. Your life and theirs become one. And you have to learn how to be whole again by yourself. And this is why people tell you, like, you can't lose yourself in a relationship. You still have to have your own hobbies. You still have to do your own things. And you have to have your own life. And it's easier said than done, right? Like, you be, you get in love, and all of a sudden, you want to do everything with your man, with, with your woman. And, yeah, it's great to spend time with them, and it's great to build a life with them, but you still have to hold on to your own life. Because if that is done and over with, what do you have left? If you push away all your friendships, you're not going to have any friends to come back to when that relationship is done and over with. And if you're in a relationship with somebody who's doesn't allow you to be with your friends, you got to reevaluate that too. But if there's a valid reason as to why that person, your partner doesn't want you to be around those friends, if they're bad influences and you know for a fact that they're bad influences, then maybe you need to reevaluate your friendships. But Definitely a partner who keeps you away from family and friends. It's narcissistic behavior and um, definitely revisit that relationship. But anyway, um, solitude. Solitude is essential. And for me, my solitude began by doing things on my own that were scary. Um, Starting yoga class and going every week, that was scary to go by myself because I've never done that. I've always gone with somebody. And then I started going consistently because I just, I loved how it made me feel. And it's been such a huge part of my healing journey that I can't live without that class now. The second thing I decided to do, still class related, was go to 
cycle class. And now that's something I do every single Wednesday. I also can't live without that class. Like it, it just, Andrea, she's going to be a guest on my podcast soon. Um, the instructor, she just empowers you. Like you feel like you're the baddest bitch in that class, you know? And that was something that I needed. I needed, I needed that. I needed to learn how to do these things on my own. And now that I have my schedule, you know, of things that I do, I go to therapy, I go to cycle class, I go to yoga, like a man can't come and fuck that up. Like that's my schedule. We can, we can build time together, but these are the things that I do. These, this is my schedule and you're going to respect that if you want to be with me. And that's important is building back your life because I was one to lose my life completely in a man where it just, everything revolved around him. And I don't want to do that. Now that I'm a single mom with two kids, I really had to really, really had to rethink that. Like, okay, the next man that I'm going to invite back in my life, one, that's going to be my husband. I'm not here dating just to date. I'm dating to find my husband. And two, he's going to have to accept me, my children. He's going to have to accept my hobbies, my life. And I'm going to want him to have his own life and hobbies as well. Some healthy hobbies. And we're going to co-create a life together that's separate from that. But I want us to have our own things. So as you're going through this and you're being in solitude and you're learning things about yourself and you're learning things that you want your future partner to do or to be like, I then recommend you journal. Journaling is amazing. Journaling is just the best thing ever to do. Um, when you journal, you are manifesting. And so something that I started doing and shout out to my, um, my yoga teacher, my yoga instructor, she actually gave me a journal when I did like a private class for my birthday with her. And she said, I want you to journal every night. I want you to journal what your future life is like. You're already in there. It's already happening. You just write all of these things that are happening to you and how grateful you are and all the gratitude and all the happiness that you feel. And if you're not used to journaling, it can feel really weird at first. You could be like, this is fucking weird. I'm doing a fiction book or something like, what the fuck am I doing? But the more that you get comfortable with journaling and just writing and, and envisioning, visualizing your future life with all of the things that you desire and they've, they've already happened, you know, I'm like, I'm sitting here on a beach in Hawaii, Puerto Rico. I'm in Puerto Rico. I'm on a beach. My kids are playing in the sand. Here with my partner, we're doing being coladas. Life is good. I got like millions of dollars in my bank account. I'm chilling. I'm having a great time. And it could be something as simple as that. It could even be more detailed. So I've done a lot of journaling. I've done a lot of future partner journaling. I've done a lot of like future self journaling. I've done, you know, letters to my past. I've done letters to my future, letters to my children. And I just journal. Whatever it is that comes to my mind in that moment, I just let it out on paper. And I always remember to give it a lot of gratitude because gratitude is how the universe re receives you. You know, when you give the universe gratitude, they give it back. The universe gives it back to you. So you find gratitude in everything, even if life feels really shitty in that moment, you find something to be grateful for. I'm alive. Thank you. I'm still breathing. The world around me could be shit, but I'm just going to focus on the fact that I am still alive and I have breath and that's good enough for me right now in this moment. 
And so, yeah, I've, I've spent a lot of time journaling and now I'm looking back and I'm like, a lot of the things that I've journaled about are coming true. And so as you process, as you go through the process, as you go through the process of a breakup, in the moment, it could feel like nothing is going to get better. It could feel like this shit sucks and I can't even, I just want to get, I just want to skip forward to the point where I feel okay. I just want to skip forward to the point where I'm over this person. I want to skip over to the point where I'm in a new relationship and you can't. It's the journey itself that is beautiful. It's the journey itself that you're going to appreciate once you do get to that finish line. And I know it's crazy to say, I know it's crazy to say that like the saddest moments of your life are going to be the ones that you look back on and you're grateful for, but it's the truth because you learn so much about yourself when you're sitting there in your sadness, when you're sitting there learning about yourself again, because learning about yourself isn't easy. It's hard. It hurts because you realize the patterns that you did in relationships you realize the patterns that you did with yourself, the way that you treated yourself, or you treated others, or you talked to yourself, or you talked to others that you know aren't good, that didn't contribute to that relationship in a good way. Because two, it makes, you know, it takes two to tango. Like maybe that person cheated on you and that's fucked up and they shouldn't have done that and they're a shitty person for cheating on you. But there could have been things in the relationship that you did too that weren't beneficial that weren't good it doesn't condone the cheating doesn't condone the bad thing that they did to you but we also have to look within and, and say well what parts did I play and that's hard that's hard to really admit to yourself that there were things that you did that caused a negative reaction in a relationship that caused turmoil but it's a learning moment right it's a teaching moment for you to dig deeper within yourself and to really, really see the parts that need some extra love and some extra work. And then you start to work on it. You do different things. Acknowledgement, as I keep repeating, it is truly the first step. When you acknowledge that there's a potential issue, that's really all it takes. Because then from there, the work comes naturally. Because then you start to, you start to realize it. You start to pick up on it. You're like, oh, wait, oh. I was about to respond like that. I was about to react like that, or I did react like that. I don't like that. Let me change it. But the work, the journey, it's hard, but it's worth it. And that's what you're going to come back and reflect on. And that's what you're going to be so grateful for. Because when you do finally reach that finish line, the finish line that right now you're thinking about, you're like, it's never going to come. What I want, it doesn't exist. There's no good men out here. Bullshit, bitch. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm speaking from experience. I don't want to jinx it, but I also don't feel like I am jinxing it because I really do think that I found the one, you guys. I do think I found my husband. I think I found my husband. Good men out there exist. Good women exist. But you yourself also have to be a good man and a good woman. You are what you attract. You want good, you have to be good. You don't want toxic, you need to stop your toxic bullshit. The work. Doing the work is hard. That's the hard part. That's that's what's going to get you from point A to point B. That's what's going to get you to the finish line, is doing that hard work. 
And honestly, also during a breakup, I mean, although I highly recommend solitude, I also highly recommend community. You need community. You need you need connection with people to remind you of all the good in life, to remind you that there is good people out there. Your friends, your family, doing new shit by yourself and meeting new people, finding new interests, finding hobbies, thinking about something that you really wanted to try and do, but you felt like you couldn't do in that relationship or I don't know, you never, you never did it, but you had an interest to it. Take the time that you have right now and do it. There's a a quote that I heard on social media and it was like, sure, being single sucks, but when you're single, you don't know one, how long you're going to be single for. And two, you don't know when you'll ever be single again. Once you do get in a relationship, if you get in a relationship and it's long-term or you get in a relationship and you find your husband, you're never going to be single again. So enjoy the time that you are single. Love on you. Give all that love that you're desiring from somebody else. Give it to yourself. Take yourself out on dates. Go to that class. Try that painting. Hike that mountain. Go for a run. Do something wild. Go skinny dipping. I don't know. Do whatever it is that you really wanted to try, but just didn't have the opportunity to because you were in a relationship. Do all of the things. Travel, book a flight to anywhere by yourself. Do things that you have always wanted to do because when that time comes for you and when that relationship comes, you don't know when the next time is that you're going to be single. So truly live it the fuck up. Live it up. Be happy. Find gratitude in the moment and in the, the space that you're in right now. Because this is just a moment in time. This is not your reality forever. Okay. Being single, there's power in it. You are in charge of you. Only you get to decide what you're going to do. You want to go to watch a movie at 4 p.m. and it's 3 3 o'clock? You ain't got to ask nobody. You don't even have to tell nobody. You can just get up and go watch a fucking movie by yourself if you want to. You don't have to report to nobody. You don't have to text nobody. You can just be you. And this is the best time to learn who you are authentically. Because when you do meet a new person, you want to be able to ensure that they are going to accept every part of you authentically as you are. All right? Being single doesn't suck. Being single doesn't suck. And I love you. And I love you for being here. And I hope that this episode really just gave you a new perspective on singleness and the journey and the feeling of alone, being alone, because you're not really alone. You're with you and you are your best friend. You are the best person in your life. Because you have your best intent. You want the best for yourself. And I want the best for you too. So go out and live your best life. Because I said so. And remember, it's hot girl summer. Hot boy summer. Where the hoochie daddy's at? Have a good time. Have a good time.
bask in that singleness. Because when your time comes, one, you're going to know. And two, you're going to be so grateful that you did all those things and that you had that moment and that time, even though it hurt. And you're going to look back on it and you're going to be like, damn, I did that. I am that bitch. You are that bitch. Now, go on and have a great ass fucking week. I love you. Thank you for being here. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast uh, listening platform that you're on right now. And subscribe to my YouTube. I got YouTube now. I have YouTube. So if you can't watch the video on Spotify or you just want to like leave me playing on the background on you know YouTube when you're doing things, please do. Share me with your mamas. Share me with your sisters. Share me with your friends. Men and women and non-binary people alike. Everybody likes this podcast. And I thank you all for being here so, so much. Have a